0: Ladies and gentlemen, live from West Hollywood, California, it's the Rick Savage Show with your host, Rick Savage.
1: Uh, that's me. Hey, everybody. It's a uh, podcast time again. It's been a minute. I've missed your voices. I've missed your smiling faces. I've missed the, the warmth and the love that we've given to each other. But we're back, as that beautiful intro said, we're in West Hollywood now, no longer in Venice, California. Rest assured, in my new setup, there's a window, and there's interesting things that happen outside of that window. So if you were a fan of that segment during late-night Twitter with Rick Savage, I'm Rick Savage, it it shall continue. Uh, Looking out the window now, uh, we're in West Hollywood, kind of, uh, it doesn't matter where, (laughs) I'm not going to give you my address, I'm looking at, but now I'm going to tell you some landmarks where you could easily figure out where I live. It doesn't matter. Uh, No one's going to come here. I don't have stalkers. Uh, If I look out this window, I see the OWN building, the Oprah Winfrey Network building. 24-7, that building, by the way. Bright lights, big screens. It's fancy. Below that, or or I guess a little bit closer, is a bunch of sound stages where TV Hollywood magic happens. Uh, Tonight, there was some sort of I think what we thought was a a Halloween movie being filmed or a Halloween episode of a TV show. There was a lot of people in, in costumes and paint and screaming and yelling. And then there was also a DJ playing the same um, Avicii song over and over and over, which I thought was kind of weird because you know, RIP Avicii, Uh, but it was that song. um, Well now, hold on. Now I have to play a clip of it. This is a new feature. If this works I have I have a whole new I bought a bunch of new equipment and if, if I, sh- I could be I could type this in here and then th- then I click here and then uh... yeah that worked the most Vegas song of all time anyway so the dude was playing this song over and over and over and I don't I imagine this like TV show or whatever doesn't have the licensing funds to clear this song for the show. So this was must be the song they played to get the crowd pumped up, which is weird because he died like a month ago. I'll just always remember this song walking down uh, the strip at like four in the morning. I was there for work and when any, anytime I'd go to Vegas for work, the only time you can like explore is in the middle of the night and I don't sleep. I'm not a fan of sleeping. And so I would uh, just go walk the strip. And this song, this must have been like 2000, I don't know, 10, 11, 2011 probably. Just blaring from every late night club slash car slash terrible people hang out. Anyways, hey, what's up? Wow, there's a little tangent. Shout out to Avicii. Um, First off, a couple things. Let's get out of the way. Number one, that beautiful intro, courtesy of a dear friend of mine, Forrest. He he helped me with a bunch of production. And I played... uh, in this this the episode before this was kind of like a it was a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like a, will the will season four happen or not? Will they get renewed? We got renewed, baby. We just changed the title. It was like when Seinfeld, did you know when Seinfeld first came out? It was called the Seinfeld Show. And then uh then then they, they fixed that and just called it Seinfeld. That's all it was. It was late night Twitter with Rick Savage on Rick Savage. Now it's the Rick Savage show on Rick Savage. So there's a lot to, I don't know what to go, there's a lot to choose from.
0: You're listening to The Rick Savage Show. This is The Rick Savage Show.
1: Crazy, right? Maybe.
0: The Rick Savage Podcast.
1: Sometimes it's a podcast, sometimes it's a show. It gives us freedom. You know what I mean? Some We could just go in so many different directions.
0: This is The Rick Savage Show.
1: And then sometimes I just have Burt Kreischer. What a fucking
0: savage!
1: Thank you. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Uh, Also, the artwork. uh, If you notice, there's new artwork on the podcast. Uh, Chris Arms, dear, dear friend of mine known for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, also graphic designer. So so he helped me with some some artwork. And there's um, there's photos. Carolyn Sleeper helped me out with that. A lot went into this insane project of mine. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm currently sitting in West Hollywood. I say we because I live with my girlfriend now. It's official. So, uh, so we have this little office space that I built out a little corner, and I got my whole my whole setup. I got a little bit of a little bit of sound panels on the wall, so it looks it looks legit. At least I've got my little Biggie and Tupac action figures. Oh, I should take a photo of them right now and throw that up on the. That'll be bonus content for the IG story. Man, that's so cool. I wish I had talent like that. All right, well, go look at my IG story and you can see the talent I speak of. Yeah, so so we got a podcast and uh, I'm, we're going to take this in different directions uh, compared to the last one. It's not just going to be uh, me talking about Twitter, although that'll happen for sure. But I do. Uh, I don't want to do an only interview podcast. I think that sometimes that's a little much, and I don't want to do an only solo podcast because sometimes that's a little much. So we're going to try to find a balance. I got a couple of people I'm talking to about about doing some interview stuff, and and uh, maybe just little check ins here or there. I, I don't think anyone needs more three hour interviews. Uh, if you do, Mark Marin's pretty good at it, so let's just let him do that. Oh, I was just in Nashville. Can we talk about Nashville for a second? It's the greatest. Well, that's not true. It's a wonderful city. It's not the greatest city in the world. It's a wonderful city. We're there for the CrossFit Games, the regionals, because we're the type of people that travel to to regional CrossFit competitions now, and that's fine. Uh, Matt Frazier is was like the the main dude. Maybe you've heard of him. He's sponsored by Nike. He's like arguably the I think he's the most famous CrossFitter. And I know. Uh, when you hear CrossFit competition, you might say, ironically, uh, well, are you going to go watch people work out? It's so much more than that. Not really. It's You're just watching them. But it's the most inspiring thing in the world. What these people can do with their body is insane. So I, I suggest you, you check out the CrossFit Games. that's happening right now. And I think the finals are in August. And the finals are in Madison, Wisconsin. When I was presented with the option of Madison, Wisconsin, or Nashville, eh, I'm going to go with Nashville every time on that one. No disrespect. I was in Madison once with Fallout Out Boy. Uh, another story for another time. Anyway, so we're in Nashville, and uh, we went to Third Man Records, which was lovely. Jack White's record store. Went up and down Broadway, which I know is a little touristy, but so what? And I went to a place called the Bootlegger Inn, which I go to every time, which is lovely. They sell their version of Moonshine. It's not like a legal Moonshine. It's the legal version, but it still will put hair on your chest, whether you're boy or girl. I don't need more hair on my chest, but nonetheless had wonderful Moonshine. Nashville's weird. It's It's very hip and cool, and it's all music-focused, which is great. Uh, but it's still Tennessee. So the, you know, there was a lot of Trump bumper stickers. Trump was about to be in town doing, uh, he was campaigning for someone. I, I don't know, someone running for office in Tennessee. Two great things. One, it took a couple Ubers around town. And if you're in a town that you're not familiar with, d- definitely take an Uber X. If you spoil yourself with the select sometimes, take the X because you can actually talk to people that live in the town which is great and so i learned about the jazz festival that was in town and uh one one woman was telling me about her two grandkids that how they were born in the same month how cool is that yeah, this this lady's son and daughter both had babies in the same month they're going to grow up together isn't that sweet so we're talking about them and the babysitting and she's like oh child she called me child a bunch she was obviously an old black woman and it was adorable she's like oh child with the, my, my daughter-in-law, she's all about this organic stuff and she won't let me use Huggies. So she told me to go get some organic diapers. And I said, okay, but then I didn't, I just put Huggies on that girl and she'll be fine. Cause we wore Huggies. So you, you, <laughs> you learn about, about the folks and it was great and lovely. And I learned about her life and, and then I had another cab ride with another guy and we got talking politics a little bit and, Uh, But it was very civil, which is nice. It's nice to actually, like, talk to people instead of just listening to Pod Save America or watching Fox News. You can actually talk to people and hear their perspective on things. And it was a very civil conversation. He obviously was on a different um, political viewpoint than me. But it was nice to just interact with someone. I'm... West Hollywood might be a bubble uh, just a little bit. We might politically agree on everything. So that's cool and it's great. Uh, but sometimes it's nice to just talk to people with a different point of view. It's a very walkable city, too. We were staying in downtown. We walked, I don't know, a mile or two to go to some rooftop bar thing, which was beautiful. And then um, and then as we were walking back, we walked kind of through Music Row. So you see all these old houses that were converted to record labels and publishing companies and and all this great like important music history and you start thinking about Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings and um, fucking Taylor Swift who cares like you're just thinking about all this great music that came out of this town and as we're walking through and it's it's maybe 11 at night and it's very quiet and peaceful and and we're just kind of strolling and then just Two blocks away, I just hear like, and it's getting louder and louder and closer and closer. I was like, who is this fucking asshole blasting, I don't know, Avicii or some equivalent? And as they turn the corner, I realize it's not uh, it's not one person in a vehicle. It's maybe 15 people, and they're piled into, uh, I guess I guess the locals call them party wagons. I've never seen this. Maybe this is a thing in the south. But it's, it's a giant wagon, and it's 15 or 20. It looked like a bachelor party. It was all females. Not judging, but belligerent. Being pulled by a tractor. Like it's just a John Deere big old tractor. And big old dude was driving it, and he's towing 15 young ladies behind him. Just screaming and hollering and wooing and all this. And, uh, and one of them almost got hit by a tree because as we were watching they turn the corner and then i just hear a girl go look out for the branch which was hilarious and i would have given all sorts of money to see one of these girls get clubbed that's not nice but it would be funny it's not nice but it'd be funny to see just a twack uh from a branch so go to nashville is my point there's a lot going on in music right now if you care about these things a lot of people don't and i respect it but um Oh, see, you hear a siren? There's stuff going on. I will, I will use that siren to take a sip of this Jameson. Cheers. Kanye put out an album. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm not, re- I'm not really boycotting. Uh, I'm more just annoyed because he's just the biggest troll, and that's fine, whatever. And if you're, if you're boycotting Kanye because of things he said, cool. I'm with it. He's crazy. Well, here's what sucks. Here's here's a, here's a here's what sucks about the Kanye situation. All of our parents were right. You know, for years, everyone over, I don't know, 55 or 60 would say, I don't like that Kanye West, and he's arrogant and cocky, and uh, he's crazy. He lost his mind, and who would go on stage and take Taylor Swift's award, and who would say these things? And we always would defend him, right? Because he was brilliant. He still is brilliant, by the way. But the music he created was genius. And you go like, well, you know, you got to to be that brilliant. You have to be a little, a little off in some other categories. And you could go down the list of uh, people that maybe weren't the nicest but, you know, created amazing art or whatever. So that was always the thing. It was like uh, you just don't understand and that's okay and you only see what... Well, you know, those crazy things that Connie does, but you don't hear the music and you don't uh, have the appreciation for my Dark Twisted Fantasy or any of these other amazing records they put out. But that's obviously the best one. And there's not even an, an argument or con- uh, conversation to be had. It's obviously my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and it's it's not college dropout and it's for sure not Jesus. And if you think Jesus is the best album, then maybe you're the one with the problem. But that's OK. My beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, obviously the best. But now everyone was right because he is an asshole. And that sucks. But anyway, so he put out an album. It's seven songs. All of the albums on his record label coming out this month are seven songs because he's obsessed with the number seven. Whatever. It's a fine number, I guess. So Pusha T's album came out. Oh, okay. Coming back to that. Pusha T's album came out. Seven songs. Kanye West album come out. Seven songs. Then we got the Kid Cudi and Kanye Project together. Seven songs. The Nas album. Seven songs. And... And Batten and Cleanup, I don't know if that's the right, it's Tiana Taylor, which Kanye has been trying to make happen since the first time I heard of Tiana Taylor because of Kanye West was in 2010, I think, at a good music event in Austin. Cool, keep trying to make Tiana Taylor a thing, but just, she's not a thing. So those albums are coming out, they're all seven songs. I haven't listened to Kanye one. Uh, I did, however, listen to the Pusha T one. And it was an amazing album. It's only seven songs. And he said he only, you know, he just wants to put out the best seven, and that's great. I think you're doing yourself a little bit of a disservice if you're going to put out an album with only seven songs. The whole point of an all-time great album is that it's 12 or 13 or 15 great songs, not just seven. You know what I mean? Sgt. Peppers didn't stop halfway through. Black Album didn't get to nothing else matters and metallica was like that's good enough no like these are appetite for destruction wasn't like mr brownstone will be the cutoff gotta put a whole fucking album man but nonetheless this the seven songs are great i've listened to it over and over at home the girlfriend is less than happy about that decision but that's okay we'll get through it we're adults in this relationship so push up us out this album i mean do we want to get into the push a drake thing i think we should touch on it for a second um for for a couple reasons. The main reason, we're going to introduce a new feature.
0: What a fucking
2: savage! I'm a savage. I'm a savage. They like savage. Why you got a twelve car garage and you only got six cars? Something about you turns me to a savage.
1: Savage of the Week. What? Say it again. A savage of the Week. Are you kidding me? Okay, so first ever Savage of the Week obviously has to go to Pusha T. If it was anyone but Drake, he would have ended someone's career this week. I don't know how much in detail we should go because some people that are listening to this couldn't care less about a Pusha T versus Drake battle. But let me put it in perspective and break down a couple of things. One, if you're not familiar with Pusha T, if you're not, uh, if you're not big on hip-hop or rap music, that's cool but drake and pusha t would be like if um it would be like <laughs> if blink 182 was feuding with radiohead blink 182 being drake and radiohead being pusha t and this analogy only works in 2001 maybe but if you look at a huge huge artist like drake massive success megastar a list Whatever. Hits on hits on hits. And then you look at Pusha T, who hasn't really had the mainstream success, but the credibility is bar none. I think there's few rappers alive today that he's been, he's been what, 15, 16 years in the game? Um, have more, at least, street credibility than Pusha T between clips and all of the solo records. And so I guess, <laughs> so in this analogy, Drake is Blink-182 and Pusha T is Radiohead. There's definitely a better analogy. Anyways, so so this goes back a long, long time. And one of the first disses I picked up on, uh, and I'll just play a little clip, was um, in the Exodus record, which is one of the gnarliest videos of all time. Go to YouTube and type in Pusha T in Exodus. It, I mean, there's like guys smoking crack and like it's, ooh, it's a scary video. But there's a line in there that calls out the payment structure within Young Money and Cash Money Records.
2: Contract all fucked up. I guess that means you all fucked up. You signed to one nigga, that signed another nigga, that signed three niggas, now that's bad luck.
1: So I can't say those words, but what, what I can at least um, explain is he's pointing out that Drake is actually signed to Young Money, Lil Wayne, who's actually signed to Cash Money, Baby, and Slim, who's actually signed to Republic Universal Music Group, Monty, and everyone else. So signed to one, who's signed to another, who's signed to another. So how much money are you really making from all these records you're selling? Shots fired. Clearly at Drake. I'm going to skip past lots and lots of things. So then they went back and forth, and there was a a mention on on Push's new album about Drake having a ghostwriter, and then... Drake responded with a freestyle that kind of came and went and, man, well, whatever. And then Pusha responded with the most ridiculous, over-the-top song ever. I mean, just the most, no, not ever. Hold on. We'll get back to that. Can you tell I'm excited about this stupid, stupid thing? So first off, the artwork is a photo of Drake in blackface. Which hasn't been released and was part of some weird art project he did in 2006. but it's a very, it's a very embarrassing photo. A lot of people thought it was Photoshop, and then of course push tweeted said, like, I'm not an internet baby. I don't know how to use Photoshop. We didn't think you designed it yourself, bro. We figured you had a designer that knows how to use Photoshop, but nonetheless, it's a real photo of Drake in Blackface, so that's weird. The
2: 408
1: the story of OJ B from Jay Z. Listen to the lyrics.
2: Drug dealing aside, goes right in the side. Let's have a heart to heart about your pride. Even though you're multi, I see that your soul don't look alive. The M's count different when baby divides the pie weight.
1: Okay, right there. M's are different when baby has his say in the money. Also, just saying like, I know you have millions and I know you have hit records, but I still don't care. <sighs> okay. Just Let's examine started. why your
2: music for the past few years been angry and full of lies. I started at the home front. I'm on one. Dennis Graham, stay off the gram, bitch. I'm on one.
1: Dennis Graham, stay off the gram. That's his dad. That's his dad. We're 45 seconds into the song. He's already going after his
2: dad. You mention wedding ring like it's a bad thing. Your father walked away at five. Hell of a dad thing. Marriage is something that Sandy never had. Drake, how you a winner, but she keep coming in last place.
1: That's his mom. That's his mom saying the divorce. His mom never. Okay.
2: Monkey suit, Dennis, you parade him. A Steve Harvey suit, nigga made him.
1: So he wears Steve Harvey suits. I don't, that's okay.
2: Confused. Always felt you weren't black enough. Afraid to grow it because your fro wouldn't nap enough. Ugh. Since you name drop my fiance, let him know who you chose is your Beyonce. Sophie knows better as your baby mother. Cleaned her up for IG, but the stench is on her. A baby's involved. It's deeper than rap. We talking character. Let me keep with the facts. You are hiding a child. Let that boy come home. Deadbeat motherfucker playing Border Patrol. Ooh. Adonis is your son. I mean, I
1: just let's run it back.
2: Joe's is your Beyonce. Sophie knows better as your baby mother. Cleaned her up for IG, but the stench is on her.
1: So, actually, baby mother. Oh, oh, Drake is he saying that drake has a baby mama he'll probably just let this go probably won't dig too deep here a baby's
2: involved it's deeper than rap we talking character let me keep with the facts you are hiding a child let that boy come home deadbeat motherfucker playing border patrol it's so
1: great when rappers are alluding to things and then he just he says like okay let me be clear you're hiding a child just let's we don't need to allude we don't need a metaphor you're hiding a child you're not taking care of
2: Ooh. adonis is your son and he deserves more than an adidas press run that's real
1: oh my god he's saying he just sends him free clothing
2: oh come on push it's real love that baby respect that girl forget she's a porn star let her be your world yeah how dare you
1: you know he's he's kind of He's kind of saying that with a wink, you know? It's like, hey, it's fine that she's a porn star, but he's still using it to say that she's a porn star. But it's fine. Porn stars need... Okay. You know what? I'm just...
2: In my verses, I'm selfish. I want all of the curses. I'm pre-booking the churches. Me versus three hearses. If we all go to hell, it'll be worth it. Already aligned with the greats. And on that same note, the only ones I chase are two ghosts. Still giving you classics. That's the only thing that dates me. Over your 40 hunched over like he 80. Okay. Okay. Tick tick tick. How much time he got? That man is sick. sick, sick. I got the devil flow, nigga. Sick.
1: Okay, I'm gonna explain this just for folks that aren't super into rap and super into hip hop. One of Drake's main producers is Forty, OVO Forty. Uh, I think has been with Drake since like the mixtape days, right? Well, he's got multiple sclerosis, so Pusha wanted to go after that and say Forty. Looking like you're 80, how much time do you have left? I mean, bro,
2: six, six. surgical summer with it, snip, 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 and you don't really want it with them. Surgical summer volume one. I just, you didn't have to. We're gonna take this slow, <sighs> we just gonna peel it back. So then
1: it leads layer. to the question is this where does this fall into the world of greatest disc records of all time? And I think you have to look at Takeover and Ether with Jay-Z and Nas. And this is up there somewhere like that, but it's still not hit 'em up. It's still not Tupac's Hit 'em up. It's still not, it's still not opening a song with I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Bro, dude. Well, those guys are dead now, so not cool. Anyways, push a T. The the first ever, the inaugural Savage of the Week. I think that's I think he should be honored. I know he's got a big week, but I don't know if if he's got something bigger than What a fucking savage. I don't think so. I'm not going to play it again. Okay. That's probably it, right? I still want to keep these under half an hour. I don't think that every podcast needs to be 3 hours long. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. And I think the, the last thing we'll do every podcast is I'm going to play a song to start your day or end your day or, or keep you going throughout the middle of the day. It'll be a song I like or love. It'll be hopefully something uplifting and, and make you feel kind of good. The first one is a song I've just been obsessed with for, uh, I don't know, two years now by Andrew McMahon in the wilderness, uh, Cecilia in the Satellite. I love this song. And I always, I remember Something Corporate. Something Corporate was one of the first bands I ever interviewed on the radio one day i interviewed something corporate newfound glory finch and phoenix tx i think it was like a drive through records tour that came through san diego and just all the bands showed up it was ridiculous but so so i i've known about andrew since something corporate and then jack's mannequin dark blue that band that's all i ever think of with jack dark blue dark blue that was that band and i know andrew's had ups and downs and he's a super great songwriter and People that uh, I know that know him say he's just the sweetest guy in the world, but I just didn't really follow the band. And then um, and then my girlfriend played me this song and I was just instantly blown away because it's got this great beat and it's kind of this driving thing. And then when the second verse hits, I'm going to tell you right now, you can hear my voice. When that second verse hits, I get chills and, and, and teary-eyed every time. And I'm not afraid to admit it. When he talks about going around the world in the punk rock band. I just like, I'm just so nostalgic to like late nineties, early two thousands punk rock, because I kind of wanted to be part of that scene and never really was, but was a Jace, I guess you could say was adjacent to that scene with some of these bands. And, uh, so the, it just hits you with the nostalgia and then he talks about how he's been knocked down, but got up again and everything he's done with his health. And it's just the most inspiring shit in the world. So the second verse, I'm going to let it play through the second verse and then I'll probably fade it out. Cause I don't know what the rules are. It's about playing a whole song in a podcast. But when that second verse hits, and he mentions going to Japan and playing in a punk rock band, you just, just brace yourself. Or whatever. Maybe you're not an emo bitch like me, and you'll just enjoy the song. So, so all right. We'll, we'll end with Cecilia and the Satellite. Uh, thank you for listening to The Rick Savage Show. I really appreciate it. If you've never liked and rated and reviewed... Uh, the podcast please do it'll take you a few seconds hit subscribe if you're not subscribing I would appreciate it Uh, I promise you it won't suck and then you can follow me on the social medias at Rick Savage on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff so all right well I'll talk to you soon
0: bye-bye Don't be afraid, Cecilia, I'm the satellite And you're the sky
1: Here's Here's the part I was talking about Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No
0: one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and... (laughs) I don't even see myself
1: anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to?
0: I'm having a breakthrough.
1: It's not easy to be a vampire. But with Geico, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance.